how to write a great artist CV. Hi, my name is Matei and this is Surviving Art. A well-prepared CV is the cornerstone of any application. But unlike financial advisors, marketers or other professionals, artists can't really do much with the standard form that so many others use, which means we usually aren't employed anywhere and McDonald's doesn't really count. So for the love of God, no Europass or other automatic service. There is no place for them in the art world unless you're trying to get an internship at a gallery as the coffee delivery person. But with that out of the way, let's point out the fact that there is no one perfect CV that you can use for everything. But if you make a good one, you can always rearrange it so that it can be used for practically any application imaginable. In the end, what a CV boils down to is a statement, a message about who you are and what you're all about. A CV should be as short as it can be while still being able to present you and your work in the best light possible. If you only have two or three exhibitions under your belt, obviously this won't be a problem. But if you've gathered up quite a few shows and even some awards and prizes, the important thing is to keep it short. Because it's harder to get a good solo show, especially at the beginning, it's probably not going to be hard to fit them on one page. Group exhibitions, on the other hand, aren't as hard to come by. And if you have more than you could easily fit on the same page, it's best to make a selection. You can see this in most professional artists' CVs. They have a section titled Solo Exhibitions and then one that says Selected Group Exhibitions. With both, the point is to filter out anything that looks out of place. For example, if you have a few exhibitions at various youth centers or artist-led spaces and a degree show, put them all on your CV. While not enough to really apply for a gallery, such a CV can be invaluable when trying to get artist residencies and other exhibitions. But if over time you get shows in bigger galleries, art festivals or fairs, it may be time to scratch your centers off your CV. They don't just fill up valuable space, but can potentially even provide negative connotations to other, bigger shows you have had in the past. Not that youth centers aren't great, but it's like me winning first place in an arrow shooting competition at Camp Kozo when I was 10. There was a time for it and I was proud and it was a wonderful moment indeed, but I'm not going to mention it on any job application. Have a clean but distinctly looking portfolio. It has to stand out from the crowd, but also be a good representation of who you are and what you are all about. Here, I think the best way is to just ask yourself what kind of message you want to communicate. If all of your work is over-the-top kit-related and you have a lifetime membership card to Rhinestones Emporium VIP section, a clean-looking portfolio might actually not be the point. Why I myself still believe in bureaucratic procedures, although I despise them immensely, meaning CVs should preferably follow certain rules of content and design, you can try to experiment with yours as much as you want. Though if you do, the main thing to keep in mind is to go all in or not even try. The middle ground is never a good place to be and it'll just look like you weren't trying too hard. Don't forget your artist statement. 
An artist's CV should have their artist's statement somewhere, because it gives galleries the ability to spot bullshit a mile away. A good artist statement is succinct and to the point, and the only truly creative part of a CV, apart from the optional, but I believe important, about section. I find an about section gives my CV a bit more of a human character and a little bit of context, well, about who I am. I know many colleagues that don't use it, but for me it's an important part. Here you can tell a brief description of what makes you tick. I focus on my goals and my views connected to the art market and my work with surviving art. For you, it might be an emotional or personal narrative or your philosophical views. The main point is to keep it simple, short and think about what kind of language you use, because even the choices of our words communicate a lot about who we are. Lastly, it's the exhibition portfolio itself. And here, I just want to dissect the usual way information about exhibitions is presented. For example, dates go first, starting with the latest, because it's just easier to go through if all exhibitions are in chronological order. You can use exact dates, but I like to just state years as it looks just much more cleaner like that and then the name of the exhibition, and possible mentions of curators or producers of the show in cursive. I always use the original name and add an English translation, because a lot of my shows aren't in English-speaking countries. Then the name of the venue and location, with country at the end. I've also added the link to this podcast description, where you can download a package with my CV, a stock CV, and a template made in InDesign that you can use to make your own if you'd like that. And don't forget, in the end, the amount of amazing shows and awards in your CV matters less than how you present it. Well, not entirely, but it's what a bureaucrat would say, and as I feel like one today, it seemed like a good ending remark. Truth be told though, focus on getting out there as much as you can. All of this is just paper feed for the machine in the end. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time on Surviving Art.